Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 152. That is 152. It is the ENS Wolves podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah from at NJudahStar was the old Twitter address. Now it's at Nathan Judah's little study, little study on the first floor in, in Shea Judah. Where's, where's Mr. Joe Edwards? Hello. Hello. Um, hello. I am also in uh, the the study area of uh, of my home. When you say study, is it is it is it a newly assembled study, or is it basically a corner with a desk and a and a, and a laptop in it? Um, did, I mean, I think you you'd be quite a rigorous judge, but mm. it's kind of a study slash games room slash man cave. Games room. What you got going on in there? So, arcade, well, little, little, little arcade, little bandit, little bit, a bit of fuzzball, so, snooker table. So on jukebox. Not quite. Okay. As, you, as you come through the door on your right, decent mm. desk. Um, got the laptop on there, whatever at the moment. Uh, yeah. A bit of artificial plant, you know, bringing the outdoors inside. Oh yeah, you to... can't be an artificial plant, mate. I've got an artificial plant. Love um, greenery. That's it. You know, brightens up the room. Then to the left, mm. you've got like a beanbag style game chair. Okay. Um, got the telly on another um, kind of stand. At the moment, none of them are set up because the cat uh, kept getting at them. But okay. in the drawers next to the beanbag mm-hmm. is both a PlayStation 4 yeah. and a uh, PlayStation Classic. Um oh. Which has got you know the all old style Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro the Dragon. Um, who, Sp- who the dragon? Spyro. Never heard of him. You don't know Spyro. I'm more Puff. <laughs> puff the Magic. <laughs> yeah, I love a bit of Puff. That's <laughs> Spyro. Spyro the Dragon. He was kind of you had Crash Bandicoot and then you had Spyro the Dragon as well. Yeah, I, remember, but- I remember Crash Bandicoot. I I, I think I'd given up from you know. Gave up on computer games when I was nine, but but I, I appreciate that you still play them. It's nice. It's cute. Yeah, and I, I bought um, bought like this this like stick for it, like this memory stick, which which was aptly named something called the Crackhead Stick or something. Right. Okay. Um, You're which, a wolf, <laughs> And that had all because it it comes with like twenty games loaded onto it, but then this. Crackhead thing had about hundred more on it, so I bought one of them for twenty how quid. Did, and how did they get away with, with, with calling it that? It's unbelievable. Yeah, I think the other one was called what was it a crackhead pack, and the other one was called like a meth pack or something like that. <laughs> lovely, lovely names. Oh dear. So come on, so you got so basically, I mean, it sounds like a pretty shit man cave so far. You basically got two two video consoles and a desk. Yeah. Give me something more. Um. I'm struggling to be honest. Wow. There's, there's, there's a, don't, don't invite me around your house anytime. There's a curtains, um, uh, white uh, walls, which they just came with when the, 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 when we got the house. You haven't painted any of them. Mate, you need to get a little, at least a little mini fridge in there. Some sort of little bar Ooh, area. Yeah, mini that's, fridge, that, yeah. That, that's what you need. You know, put a little, little, a little few treats there for your snacks. If you're going across to to Aldi to stock up mate you know you get your normal shopping but you get a few of your extra extra bits that you don't you know you don't want the missus to have a go at and you bring them downstairs bring them into the man cave mate happy days remember You've when I was, I was 
I was back in my back in my bigger days. I used to have a, a stash, like twenty four cans of of diet Dr Pepper underneath uh, my bed, along with fourteen or fifteen of the fiery Monster Munch, the big ones, the big the big spicy oh, yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah. Red pack, red pack, red pack, red pack. All the yeah. pickled onions are my favourites, but I feel like you could get away with. Because do you remember when Monster Munch used to have? I can't remember what it was now, but it was like it was one massive Monster Munch. Oh it was yeah. One. Like a, like a big hand. Like a big claw. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I used to have a load of them under the bed as well. So, yeah, good days, good days. Yeah, come on, there weren't Diet Dr. Pepper, were they? They were definitely they were, No, fat. no, no, Diet Dr. Pepper. I felt, I felt good about myself because I was having Diet Dr. Pepper at the time. You know? <laughs> Cancel the monster munch out. Uh, TV-wise, we got, we got Disney this week, mate. Disney Plus. This I've been week, having a look so. at that. Yeah. Is it worth uh, it? I mean... Mrs. Look, well, we look. Uh, I mean, people, peeps know I love, I love going to Disney World. I do, I do love a bit of Disney World. Um, confession, though, never really watched or been a fan of Star Wars. So everyone's going on about no, Star Wars. Um, never have I. And uh, I haven't really got into Star Wars yet. When I say I haven't really got into Star Wars, I've never ever watched a movie. Never no. watched any of the films, ever. Ever. And I don't know whether I want to get into them. I don't think it's still at the top of my list. But uh, we've got a bit of Lady in the Tramp live action, which we, which we watched last uh, the weekend. Ooh, live action, nice. oh hello. Uh, uh, so it's very nice. Uh, so watched a little bit of that. The dogs loved it as well. They sat very patiently. Um, so that was very cute. Um, we watched a few Toy Story shorts, but we ended up watching a couple of absolute classics. Classics last right. night. Um, DuckTales. Who? DuckTales. Nah. What? DuckTales. DuckTales. Are you joking? I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you the. Um, I'm gonna get you the theme music. These are the classic, classic old school. Here we go. These are classic old school programs, mate. You haven't seen this? As as it's like a pro a program then. Ah, uh, this is like early to mid nineties. Saturday morning, wake up, have your bowl of cereal. Let's put the tiles on. No? It's making you no. happy, so. <laughs> have you not watched that before? Have you not watched Dugtails before? It's before my time, isn't it? Oh, mate. Yeah, but these are classics, mate. I mean, they're so poor from you. You should be watching these. You should be watching the back catalogues of them. They're absolutely... They're, they're, they're literally superb. They've got a beginning, a middle, and end. The plot's super... The plot is just... It's just incredible. And uh, I think it's something that you need to, to make it part of your life. That's Have you your homework, them? to watch an episode of DuckTales. Have you ever watched that Tiger King? Everybody's going on about that, isn't they? Or whatever it's Don't called. Don't change the subject. No, no. Change, this is proper stuff. This is proper animation at its best. <laughs> so you won't, watch gummy, you won't watch Gummy Bears either then, have you? I've heard of Gummy Bears. I haven't really watched it, but I have at least heard of that. Well, we watched an episode of Gummy Bears last night as well. It's just as good as I remember it. Um, yeah, I have heard of Tiger it's t- it's Tiger King, is it? I think so. So, Mrs. Watched this, and uh, I, I know it's it's gaining rave reviews. To be honest, mate, um, I watched a little bit of it. I, I get uncomfortable with 
seeing animals in cages so I really switch off when, they, when I see those kind of things and I'm sure it's a very good documentary and very entertaining and whatever but I just hate, I can't even stand to watch it mate honestly I hate anything like that I struggle with zoos I struggle with anything and I know that a lot of them are, uh, are kept well and maintained and some of them have to be in captivity because for, the, for their own uh, their own kind of like safety but oh mate I can't do it I can't watch things like that it, ma- it makes me feel queasy oh, well there you can yeah, I, I haven't watched it either, so that, yeah. Have you got Netflix though? Yeah, I, I, I don't really. I've started watching. Um, oh, I forgot what it's called, man. So it's this one on BBC One where everybody's watching it at the moment. Is it, is it called it Ten? No, no, it, it's gone. It's escaped me. News at six. No, it's something about that. She news at nine. That this woman's having a surrogate, and the surrogate. You know, as a miscarriage, and they end up meeting this kind of seemingly like harmless woman, kind of trouble woman by chance, mm. and she then like butts in and hears about this, and then like approaches him and is like, "I'll be a surrogate." It, it's the same guy who was on um, oh, uh, on Line of Duty, but Never it looks looks quite good. Is it okay? Okay, yeah. I watched it. I'll give you. I'll give you a couple of. Pro- do you like? Do you like food shows or not? Oh, I'll give him a bash. Sure. So, um, I like a. I like a show called Ugly Delicious, which is on Netflix. That's definitely a very good one to watch. I think you'll like that. I watched yeah. a movie last night or the other night. I'm only halfway through it called The Platform on Netflix, which is. Oh yeah. Basically, two. Basically, a hundred. A hundred um, levels. And you get put with a partner. You don't know. You wake up and you're with this partner, and some of them are more sketchy than others. And each each of each duo is at a different level from like top to bottom. And uh, I haven't quite worked out what it is yet, because like I said, I'm only halfway through. But the very top, they have this restaurant where they cook the most incredible food, and they lay on this beautiful banquet um, across this table: wine, dessert, starters, main courses, everything you could ever wish to want. You know, want in your life, basically. And um, and then they put it all together in this huge, massive table, and then they release it into like this prison cell of like these hundred levels, and you're with this other person. So if you're on level one, you basically get anything that's on the table. You get first dibs, so you're eating away, and then after about twenty seconds or so, then it moves down to the next level, and this okay. table keeps on moving down and down and down. So. If you're the first few levels and you're going to eat like a king, if you're like in the middle levels, then you're literally eating scraps of what's left by the 50 or so levels above you. Then if you're like at level 100, well, then you're in trouble, basically, because you're going to get next to nothing. If not, you might get you might get zero, and you've got to stay at this level for a month. Oh, is this so a film? Yeah, it's like a horror psychological kind of oh, film. It's a Netflix I film. Oh, I don't like these kind of things. Yeah, so basically, I think that I think the the premise is that if you portioned, if everybody portioned them in in a, in a kind of like a, a nice way and just had a little bit, then it, there'll be enough food to last from one to a hundred. But everyone's just kind of like shoveling the food in. There's no kind of etiquette. They're eating, they're drinking, and then it, they don't really care about the people below them, and so. When you get into like the 80s and 90s, people aren't eating for like a month, so they're taken to like cannibalism and eating their own or the other person, you know, the other person within the level. No, 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 no not feeling no, it. No, not for me, mate. I don't, I don't like that kind of 
kind of stuff. On the other hand, there's Great British Bake Off, which was uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bake Off with a twist. A bit of Easter, yes, that would be Bake Off with a twist, literally. I might even do a little video. I might, I might do a little baking video. I might bring a baking video back for Easter. We'll see, see how bored I get. Um, I do mean to watch the rewatch the Lord of the Rings, though. I've got to watch the Lord of the Rings. Um, obviously, watched them loads of times, but I want to watch them fully extended versions. Uh, Fellowship. Two Towers, Return of the King, and then watch The Hobbits. I know you should really watch The Hobbits before Lord of the Rings, but I, I kind of am more of the person who would watch it when they were released rather than in the order that probably they were meant to to be watched in with prequels and sequels and blah de blah de blah. So because I, I have a I have a tough I have a tough you know when the graphics and the technology becomes better over time, mm, I, find, yeah. I find it harder to watch it and then it go back in time to you know the, the kind of like graphics are are not what they're meant to be even though it was like further further along the line if that makes sense so sounds like that she if she watches anything like pre-2010 she just switches off she's like oh, it, just, it just looks too old I'm like, <laughs> oh, bless. <laughs> bless the, the, that's the, the generation we live in these days yeah you've got to watch some classics though there's some brilliant movies in the 80s and 90s mate superb yeah yeah oh yeah I know I can get on board with that. It's just getting her to watch him now, James. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You got your man cave for that, mate. Right. What are the Wolves players doing? What are the Wolves players? I've just written a story on Jean Moutinho pushing a wheelbarrow around. So um, that's uh, that's the highlight <laughs> of my journalistic career so far. <laughs> Although, to be fair, actually, the the main the main thing to come out of that video, which I don't know whether you watched it or not, um, um, that was uh, he put on his Facebook. It was either, I think it might have been today or it might have been yesterday. Is that. Mm, there's de- he's definitely definitely not in Wolverhampton, so no. he's got he's he's managed to get a flight back. Uh, so that kind of put, begs the question of whether because uh, I mean, he's in this this vast beautiful orchard. Um, it looks like he's on a, some, some sort of state farm or national park. Um, it's that big, huge chateau in the background. So um, I think Mr. Moutinho is uh, fine for um, from for the boredom point of view. Um, but does that just begs the question? Have a lot of the other players gone home? Do you know? I was quite surprised to see to see Joe. He definitely wasn't in Wolverhampton. He's definitely gone back to back to Portugal, I'm sure. Um, so, are other are other players in different countries? It looks like the majority is still here. Um, okay. I spoke to Matt Doherty this week. Obviously, he's still here. But but in terms of the overseas players, Pedro Neto is still here. From what we can make out. When he was on talk, talk sport the other morning as well, um, Raúl Jiménez looks like he's, he's still here. He obviously, you know they've got a baby on the way, not quite due yet, but yeah. I don't think now with any upheaval. Um, I think Patricio's still here as well, actually. Patricio, yeah. It look, Vinagra's put a couple of videos on, and similarly to Martino, it looks doesn't really look like Wolverhampton, so <laughs> he could well be back in Portugal. Um, Interesting to see that dynamic though. Like when when was the when was the green light of them being able to go back to their homeland? But if one or two have gone back, you'd have thought that most of them would have gone back. Maybe they weren't able to, or maybe they it was their option whether they wanted to stay or not. But um, or, obviously, or they've this gone back long... and can't get back here. Yeah, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Which which makes you think. Although I guess private planes these days, it's not like you have to wait for a. For a, for a flight to, to, to leave, you know, Lisbon or wherever. 
Um, you know, they can get on a on a private plane or a private jet at any time. But uh, it is interesting, um, like you say, with with players not knowing exactly when they're going to be back back in training. That if if they do so, then they're going to have to be ready to go, and they might not be the you know they might be they might be stuck. Yeah, I mean, yeah, God forbid. But it's it's um it's an interesting one. I mean, we've mentioned a few times now that the players have got access to Compton, and as far as I'm aware, you know, a fair few have been using that for solo when you drills. And now Matt Matt Doherty, having spoken to him the other day, has been a few times. And- Joe, 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 where are you going? <laughs> Just going to Compton. Um, yeah, getting on a private jet. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, I, from what you can see, every, everybody's kind of, you know, Jean safe and sound. Jao there. Jao Moutinho. <laughs> um, but the, the the main thing is that they're still keeping on in contact. Spoke to Matt about this, and um, obviously they're not seeing each other face-to-face, but he says... Oh, I, saw, quite... I saw Neves on Bongo Bingo the other night. Like, uh, did you? Quite... Yeah, I saw him on there. He was on there. On there. Good night, actually, to be fair. <laughs> but he... Yes! Um, appa- <laughs> apparently, they're, they're kind of keeping in touch if as much, if not more, than, than they would usually. Um, understand the squad have got a bit of a, a skill challenge kind of going on. Um, and... You know, they're all kind of joining in. So the camaraderie is still there, which is nice. Because, um, you know, we know it ourselves. I mean, you know, we haven't seen any of our friends or family. And sure, everybody listening is pretty much the same, you know, um, for for weeks now. You know, you just, whoever you live with, that's who you're seeing. And that, that's it. But um, at least they're kind of keeping in touch, video, video messages... Um, you know, group challenges. I'm sure they're playing a lot of FIFA as well. But um, yeah, they're keeping in touch, and the, and the, the camaraderie and the and the morale, despite everything that's going on, still seems to be there. Um, and uh, Mr. Neves had a, an incredible donation this week, didn't he? He did. I mean, talk about a classy gesture. And I mean, a, a few of the. Uh, dimwit, uh, or whatever I should say on Twitter, saying, "Oh well, it's it's AI. It's only you know half half a week's wages." And it's, it's like, "Well, have you donated half half a week's wages to to a, to an hospital?" It's like you know, it, it's it's not an easy thing to do. I mean, it's testing times for everyone, and now footballers are, um, you know, are obviously very handsomely paid for for what they do, but. Now thirty grand he's donated for a hospital in his arm region in Portugal, getting two ventilators for people who are who are in intensive care battling coronavirus. That is an incredible gesture, and I mean, and now people can say, "Oh, well, it's you know he, he's got the money to do it," but not everybody's got the compassion uh, to do something like that. Um, it, it's far easier said than done, and he's he's it's off his arm bat. He, he he's got in touch with the with the hospital himself. Um, asked how he could help, said it's a duty to help, you know, the area where he grew up and where his family are from and where his friends are from. Um, you know, it's 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 a fantastic gesture. We, we all know what, what, what kind of footballer Ruben Nevers is. He's a he's a he's another worldly talent to be honest. He's he's fantastic. But he's a he's a, he's a good person as well and um you know thirty grand's worth of equipment you know, for this hospital, 
that should make a you know a, a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And I know I know you won't be the only one during this time. Some people may do stuff, you know, publicly or do it under the radar, and we don't know about it. But um, that's a great gesture from from a from a great ambassador for Wolves. Yeah, and he is just so ahead of his years. You forget how young he is at times, don't you? Because you look at him as one of the senior figures, I guess. He's probably one of the, one of the people who've been there one, one of the longest, I guess, as well. As well. But uh, he is... How old is he now? Is he 20... 23. 23, yeah. 24? 23. He's, he's either a week older or a week younger than I am. So, yeah, he's, 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 he's 23. You look, at, you look at him and you think a man, don't you? You don't think of him like a, like a young you know, like a youngster. That exactly, and I think that's one of the biggest compliments you can pay him. Um, you know, obviously, he's a family man. He's got a you know a couple of kids, and he's married and things like that. Um, but he plays with maturity as well. Carries himself with maturity. I mean, you know, it's not often we get to speak to him. I mean, a, a lot of the Wolves players, you know, that they're not. They're not. They don't shy away from 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 the media, but the you know the, we don't get to speak to him every week either. But he's, when he's him, better than some of them, though. But he's he? better the last than time some. We saw him was Espanol. He spoke, didn't he? Yeah, and he speaks really well. Every, every you know he, he's kind of he's got a gravitas about him, and it, you know he, he's twenty three. But you can see why he was captain at Porto for a while. Whatever how old he was, eighteen, nineteen, or th- things like that. I mean, he's not Wolves captain. Um, at the moment, of course, um, he's vice captain, though I think. Isn't but he? but yeah, he, he's definitely got you know uh, leadership qualities, and you know he, he you know hopefully stays here for for many years to come, and he could well be done in that armband in you know in a few years time. Um, so what what's what's the state of play with wage deferrals, um, etc. At, at this moment in time, the, the Wolves aren't doing that. At the, is is that correct? Yeah, Wolves aren't at the moment. Every every member of staff at Wolves, whether it's off the field, coaching team, players, as things stand, are being paid in full. Um, and I mean, you know, Wolves are in a lucky position, really, in that you know, Fawson aren't exactly you know strapped for cash. Um, they have been making a, an incredible wave of. Um, of donations themselves as well, thousand medical supplies all over Europe. I mean, you know, kit here in Wolverhampton, the the, the flu in, I think it was 12 tonnes of equipment to, to Lisbon earlier this week. So they haven't been, you know, shying away. I think that they've, they've got their own kind of coronavirus survival programme, like an official kind of thing. So, you know, they're, they're at the forefront of that really, are the thousand, the club owners. And, um, yeah, as it stands, all the all the staff at Wolves are being paid in full. That's not to say that it will continue that way indefinitely, because we don't know how long this is all going to go on. And, sure. and I think for every for everyone, no, no matter no matter how um, you know rich they are, there the will come some sort of a cut cutoff point where support will be needed because. You know, revenue streams at the moment for clubs are just are virtually non-existent. So there, there may be a time that, that, that things have to be changed. But for now and for at least, you know, for the foreseeable future, I think, um, yeah, Wolves' staff are being paid in full and, and there are no, no plans to, uh, to put any on furlough. Unlike um, Spurs. 
I mean, sometimes it beggars belief, doesn't it? Some of these clubs, it's exactly not what the system's there for. So, um, just just crazy, crazy situation. Like I say, lucky enough, we've got some incredible owners, and um, and long may it continue. What what uh, what is the state of play Premier League wise at the moment? Is there any been any developments with uh, some kind of, of recommencement? Well, the, the, there's been kind of a one or two announcements over the last week, which have been of kind of of the theme of, well, here's the announcements. There's no announcements. <laughs> it's, it's just, I mean, and and I do sympathise with the Premier League really and the the EFL and. You know, and UEFA as well, really, at this at, in this because, you know, if you set a date, then it's probably going to have to get pushed back further, and then again and again and again. Um, what UEFA have said um, in terms of the Europa League is that all co- club competitions are, are suspect, you know, are, are suspended until further notice. Um, the Premier League, as it stands, is still. Suspended until at least April thirtieth. Football's not going to return on April thirtieth, of course. Um, but um, they're just saying that you know, obviously, the the key thing is making sure the football only comes back when it's safe to do so. Um, but yeah. there's no clear indication as to whether it's going to be games behind closed doors or season uh, null and voided, which apparently was a was was a was a you know, a growing idea for, for a few in the Premier League. I'd well, imagine. The, Belgi- the Belgian Pro League's been cancelled today, hasn't it? Uh, and I think about an hour ago. And the, whoever was top have been declared champions, I think. Yeah, I mean, a little bit easy for them is there was only one game left for their season. So, and, yeah. and I think, um, I think was it Club Bruges were, were 15 points ahead. So, that's <laughs> kind of okay. a no-brainer. But... Um, you know, there's no, there's no, there's this is going to be no short-term resolution here, and I think we're going to be in this for the long haul. I think this is going to go on for months, and I can't envisage a situation at this moment in time, sitting here now, that we see football in June. To be honest, whether it's behind closed doors or not, um, I think the longer this goes on, and there is going to be, there's, there's like you say, there's no way in a million years you can put a date on something now. Uh, but the the as the weeks go by. With no change in in, um, in in what the current situation is outside, and what they did put a, a, a statement out saying that they will only resume football when it is completely safe. Now, I I I'm starting to think now that they might just stop the season, st- go into pre-season as normal, and recommence the season at the start of what would be next year. Um, get the games out of the way. Have some kind of a a short. Obviously, there's no Euros. You could maybe bring this 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 season forward a little bit, um, you know, and start it maybe at the end of July. Have a break once this season once this the end of this season has been completed for maybe two or three weeks, and then start again in maybe you know October time, the start of the 21, 2021 season. Um, I just can't I can't see this being finished in you know by the end of June no no I can't I, I think the restarting when next season should start I think that's becoming a growing growing possibility as the days uh, go by and I think voiding the season as a whole I, I, I know the longer this goes on the more I guess the more and more that becomes a possibility but I just can't I don't know if it's you know, you know, uh, heart out of the head, but I just can't see that happening with 
you know, all the money that clubs would miss out on, you know, in terms of the broadcasting revenues and things like that, you know, that's everybody would be so left out of pocket if that was to happen. I mean, it's about to be more on this in, in uh, tomorrow's paper, um, Matt Doherty speaking about what he wants, but, you know, he said, he kind of said that if there was 20 games left, then we'd be in a different situation, but mm-hmm. there's only nine left. And you there's, could na- there's, there's nine left, but there's also six European games left, or five or four if you're going to make it one-legged playoffs. And you got to be going, you got to be travelling for that as well. It's not just it's not just nine Premier League games. Well, yeah, I, I think the the Europa League, at least you know, looking at it at, at, at first glance, is more complicated uh, than the Premier League. I think, uh, of course, the Premier League's not straightforward, but as you say, all the travel, um, and you know, it, it, it's not just you go there for the game. You're having to, often having to at least stop there the day before, or things like that. You know, these are these aren't you know straightforward trips, especially if you're going. Uh, the, you know, the Wolves have been to Armenia and things like things like that. You know, they they are quite tasking trips. So um, yeah, I think the I think the Europa League is the one that you look at and I think he's less clear than the uh, than the Premier League. Yeah, and I mean it's gonna it's just gonna it's gonna knock on effect right the way through. I mean going into next year, I mean I know we kind of talked and muted that there was gonna be maybe a potential American tour for pre season. That I mean that's that's gotta be highly doubtful as well. Now it's basically gonna be running it on the fly. There's gonna be so many meetings to take place and, and the logistics, I mean I can't even imagine how people start sorting out fixtures and games and travel um, and, and, and pre-season and next year it's, it's going to be so many different uh, different ways that you've got to you know kind of plan because not only that you've got Manchester City you know are they going to finish are they going to have this, this Champions League ban so you've got that that goes into the mix as well you know are you are you are you in Europa League are you in the Champions League does, does the Europa League go down to 7th does it go down to 8th what if? Yeah. Oh, goodness, I mean, you know, and then you, like I say, if you're going to delay the football season, then you've got to delay all the European competitions until next year as well, or not next year, but the back end of the, uh, of maybe July, August time, and then you're going to start a new competition. Oh, oh. Yeah. And TV and, uh, companies want their money. Oh, mate. It's it's all that- happening. Um, just to just to just to come in, um, just seeing actually, it's kind of breaking as we're speaking. But um, Leo Campagna, of course, Wolves player, has, has has been on Instagram and revealed that he had uh, coronavirus a couple of weeks ago and has thankfully now made a made a full full recovery. Right. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about you know what the players have been doing. I mean, you know, Leo. Yes, we haven't seen him yet. Um, play for Wolves but f- thankfully you know he, he's, he's feeling a bit better um, yeah he said he'll be donating um, money for food and medicine back home in, in Ecuador so that's nice to hear as well um, but uh, yeah I, I think it was Pepe Reina at Villa is, is another one that had, had been struggling um, yeah. but but yeah Campania thankfully or Campana sorry he's, yeah he's uh, he, he, he's been Fighting the virus and and now he now he's recovered thankfully. Oh, good lad. Um, I mean, I felt meh this 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 last week 
terrible really um but yeah can't breathe struggle to breathe short of breath i haven't had taste or smell for about a week and a half now like can't taste a thing can't taste a thing can't smell anything um see i it's amazing how many people have probably got it or got or got mild doses of it you just don't know do you really no it sounds like you might have a bit of mild there that's the yeah, reckon if you can't taste anything that it, but but at the same time it might not be we just don't know do we you just don't know that certainly i mean i'm sure that the tests will will eventually come come by but they could could get on with that a bit quicker couldn't they you'd have thought but uh this isn't a political podcast it's uh, <laughs> it's a wolverhampton wonders podcast um so shall we take some questions from the peeps yes so, let's take some questions from the peeps there's some great questions this week um so let's have a look let's go straight in with goodness me 19 um Stu says um, let's have a look you know Stu says when the scale of Jez Moxie hated and Laurie loved does does Charlie even from Sunderland Till I Die have you watched Sunderland Till I Die no I haven't no have you not watched it no oh mate you've got to watch it it's on Netflix Netflix. yeah yeah I'll give it a go then yeah yeah Sunderland Sunderland. <laughs> back in a couple of podcasts. Okay, well, we'll just. I tell you what, watch it, watch it this week, and we'll we'll come back to that question next week. Okay. Okay. All right, uh, Paul Mansell. Do you think it's inevitable that the players will be making salary cuts to subsidise the wages of non-playing staff? Uh, we kind of we've kind of touched on that. I don't know if I'd necessarily say it's inevitable, but as this as this goes on, it becomes more and more. A possibility, and while it's not something that Wolves are doing at the moment, if the time comes that they need to do it, then of course they will. Uh, Jackie says, "Any plans to use your presentation skills for doing cookery videos, like a few other sports presenters using the football resume?" Um, I'll do a little bit of a cooking video. I say it's coming up to when is? I don't even know when Easter is. When's Easter? Is it this weekend? <sighs> Not a clue, mate. I, I haven't got a clue. I, I honestly don't know. I know there's Easter eggs in the shops. Um, my missus loves mini eggs. Oh, yeah. They are very good, actually, because you get... If you suck them, you get a little of that chocolate, that, that melty chocolatey little bit, so it, you feel like it's a good portion of chocolate, of milk chocolate, and then it just... And then that crunch of the shell, it's just perfect. It's a perfect combination. I think it's my favourite Easter themed thing. Maybe even better than a cream egg. Oh, I don't like cream eggs. No. Mm, don't like. Cream I do like a cream egg, but mini egg, yeah. Yeah, mini eggs. I'll, I'll take mini eggs. I might do a little bit of cooking video. We'll see. We'll see. See how it is. Um, I said, "What are you guys doing with your with your spare time?" Legend Killer says, uh, "Oh, he's a. Oh, I couldn't think of anything I'd rather less do. Attempting to lay vinyl flooring on a very uneven floor." He sent a picture. I mean, to be honest, it looks like he's done a pretty decent job. I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, you have to, you're supposed to get it screeded, aren't you, first? Get what? Screeded? What does that mean? You say, have like kind of, it's like a, like a cementy kind of like, like paste, which they kind of put on the floor to make it even. Right, and then you put the vinyl over the top. That, that's what that's what they did at ours, anyway. And I don't know if we got ripped off, if we got fleeced, but 
Yeah, uh, screed. Darren May, who's the secret? Are you, who's the secret toilet roll provider for Tim Spears? Own up, Judah. <laughs> Spears been getting some uh, some deliveries of um, phantom toilet roll, Auntie. He, he's been having some problems, isn't he? I think I think he was been trying to be trying to go around the shops. I think one of the Sundays he ended up going to about fifteen shops. <laughs> he's. Um, I tell you what, though. I mean, I've lived with the guy. He goes through some roll. I tell you, goodness me. <laughs> Give it, give it five minutes. Give it three hours. Um, Chris Wood says, um, "Working, he's working. He's still working. Grocery store clerk. Oh, good lad, good lad. Yeah, still well done, mate. That. that must be hard work. To be fair, I went to Marks and Spencer's yesterday to get some food. Uh, we've done it at our weekly shop that we're going. So it was my turn to go. And uh, you've got your social distancing going on, you know. So outside the kind of like spray painted." Yeah, your two meter mark. So all fine, no problem. So wait outside. Um, got got into the store, and I don't know about other people. It's almost like you go into the store, and then people forget about this social distance. It's almost like everybody's okay in here. Everyone's fine. You you you've 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 kind of waited outside in your two meter gaps. People were literally brushing past me to get to the, to get to the food. I'm like. Are you joking? We should be still keeping a bit of distance here to the extent where I had to tell people, excuse me, excuse me, can you just wait till I get my Brussels sprouts before you come diving in with your carrots? It's just unbelievable. Like, I, I, I was absolutely stunned. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I, I went to Aldi was it last week and I was a bit surprised as to just how normal it seemed. Mm. Um, but then... The next trip, which was at the start of this, this week, it's quite yeah, they're quite hot on you. Um, like the, the the people who serve you, they've got kind of like a plastic um, see-through wall, so so like you know that you can't be, you know, breathing the same air or whatever. You know, it's um, yeah, it does seem to uh, do seem to be, you know, more and more kind of concern over it in, in Aldi at least MS. maybe it's a bit of a war zone I'll be um, I'll be honest like I, I don't really I do care when, when we can go to football games of course I do I want to go to football games but just when the laws get relaxed slightly it'll be like it'll be like a oh just just be able to go and see other other people again would be great <sighs> Like, you know, like, I don't know when that'll happen. Maybe it might be in four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. But just, just going to have conversations with other people outside of your house or, or yeah. I don't know, going sitting and have a coffee. Oh. Yeah. I know. Oh. When Mackey's reopens. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Wow. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you'll be the first one there. Yeah. Bloody hell, yeah. I've got withdrawal symptoms. <laughs> Make it, didn't you not stuck up on your own? Um, yeah, weren't they selling that, that Mackey sauce for a while? Big Mac sauce? Well, exactly, but I haven't really been able to sample it more than, more than seven times. Oh, it's, disappointing, uh... mate. Disappointing. <laughs> uh, Matthew Scriven. Scrivo says, given the current apocalypse, how likely is it the current season will be decided by games of Sabutio with a single representative from each club playing their remaining fixtures? Oh, I used to love a bit of Sabutio. Is that before your time as well? Do you not remember what Sabutio no, was? No, I do remember Sabutio. I've That's what you got... do. You get a full-on Sabutio table in that man cave of yours. Yeah, Wolves have actually got a team, haven't they? 
Studio no, team. I'm sure they have, yeah. yeah I'd yeah, love to play yeah, a bit of studio with someone these days. Yeah, did Can't a feature on them. Misses, you don't know what the bloody rules are. Thing is, though, with Sabutio, it wouldn't be in uh, in in line with social distancing, would it? Well, it depends. Well, um, yeah, but oh, yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, because um, you've got to play against someone, didn't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I do like the sound of it, but it's just the logistics of it, you know. I don't know if I don't know if it's possible. I don't think you can do it. Mm, we'll have to see. Unless you've, got, unless you've just got some big levers. Or maybe you, you flick and then you stay away from the tail and the other person flicks. But then you, need, you... To be, but then you need to be you need to be in goal. You need there's some kind of like simultaneous thing that needs to happen, otherwise you're gonna be you're gonna be conceding a lot of goals. It's like gonna be the game's gonna end like twenty five, twenty four or something like that. At King Wolf eighty four, are you doing are you and Joe Edwards doing P E with Joe? But no. you're you're presenting, aren't you? <laughs> Long straggly hair, a uh, little, little, little bit of a cheeky chappy. It's Joe Edwards. No, I'm not doing that. No way. Not a fancy, I, I, mate. I mean, I, I think another one of the questions is what percentage of weight do you think you've put on? I, I mean, I, I mean, I haven't quite doubled in size, but I th- it's it's decent. Oh yeah, Richard Roten. What's your predicted weight gain as a percentage Ooh. of starting weight during the lockdown? As a percentage. Well, we'll not say percentage. We'll, we'll just go with what. So I, I reckon I've put a since the wedding, honeymoon, and then this. Mm. I reckon it's, it's probably a trifecta there. Yeah, it's got to be a stone. Where? Wow. <laughs> I reckon it's probably. I reckon it's approaching a stone. I tell you what, I've been doing some side by sides with video people this week. Uh, so I did you on Monday, I believe. Yes. Um, and a couple of the other guys. I did. I did Walsall reporter Liam Keane on Wednesday. I mean, goodness me! Someone's had a good couple of weeks. Oh, hello! <laughs> chilled, chilled out, sat on his bed with his elasticated pants on. I mean, oh, I mean, uh, the chocolate boxes were well and truly struggling there. Oh dear. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know really. I mean, well, I've actually lost weight incredibly. I've lost nearly half a stone. No. So yeah, I've lost nearly half a stone. So because I mean I haven't been particularly well over the last week. So oh, of course, yeah. To do with it. So you know, haven't been my, my appetite's been off. I've been able to taste or you know whatever. But I've still been eating. Um, <clears throat> but I haven't gone into my rubbish supplies yet. I mean, there was we did have some some peanut butter pretzels, but they I've, I've, I've thrown them away now because I can't I can't even touch them. They're oh, so okay. calorific. But. Um, no, I'm, I'm still doing my Peloton every day. So I'm, do, I'm probably getting about an hour and a half to two hours exercise a day. Because um, I'm getting like a half an hour, 40 minute Peloton. Then we've got um, our gym, um, MK Health Hub, shout out. Um, they, uh, they're doing like an, like an online video course. They've got eight classes a day online. So me and Alana have got our yoga mats in front. So yoga or hit, hit class, high intensity class, or like a dynamic movement class. So we'll do one of them a day, which is about 45 minutes. Um, and then I walk the dogs, so I've probably gone about half an hour, forty-five minute walk there as well. So you add all three together, I'm kind of I've, I've lost weight. I've, I'm probably probably lighter than I have been in about a year and a half. Fair play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure that might not last. When I get my taste and uh, smell back, I'll be I'll be demolishing everything. But um, but yeah, so uh, quite the opposite for me. So everything tastes. Or doesn't taste. Just, just you just basically anything. nothing. It's it's more. So I'm I'm going for textures now. So I like a bit of a crunch or or yeah. 
you know, a bit of heat, so you can kind of you can you can kind of feel the heat, so a little bit of Cholula on something or whatever. But um, as for as you know, I have to really put it to my nose to smell anything, um, mm. any kind of like food product, uh, which is probably a good thing, like I say, when it comes to comes to sugary goodness. Uh, I'm not and too some worried of your about it really. Fish it's more, dishes. Yeah, it's more texture than anything. So instead of like um, you know a, a galaxy, I was chomping away on much to the missus's dismay because she hates them on uh, on on some pickled gherkins last night. No, oh. Just out the jar, just crunching away because you know look, so it's a bit a bit different. No, not not a fan. Nah, not yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, Andy Hodge, following on from Raul Jimenez's gender reveal party, can you see this taking off for a fan's experience in front of 30,000 plus on a match day when we score, your favourite player scores, the gender is revealed when the ball hits the back of the net? I quite like that, actually. So so is this the player's kid or is this just a random person in the crowd's kid? Well, well, just like... You know how they do like half-time entertainment and stuff like mm. that. That would mm. be, you know, they get the couple on the pitch. I'm, oh, I'm okay, guessing. yeah. And then like they find their, their gender reveal in front of the, you know, a crowd at half-time. I, I quite like that. Yeah, that would be quite good. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like to do. We, we thought about doing one, but we've got to have a child first. Now, which... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Not too many ones, but you you have um you have the you, when you have the parties, the gender reveal parties, like in your garden or whatever. Everybody gets a lay. You know what a lay is. Like one of them? No, go on. Yeah, you put it like round your neck. It's like a Hawaiian thing, so you have different coloured flowers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they go blue or pink, so, you know, you get to choose as you go in, and then if you think it's a boy, going to be a boy or a girl, and then um, and then you have, you know, a barbecue or whatever, and then you either have like a piñata where you hit it and then all the different colours come out. Or like a big balloon. Different. You don't want different colours, you want one colour or the other, otherwise that's confusing. Yeah. Um, or, or like a big teared cake with a blue or a, or a pink in the middle. That would be uh, that would be pretty good. Mm. I, did, I did like that. What, what Jimenez did that. That was good. That was. It was good. The timing was slightly out when he hit the back of the net, and then there was a little bit of a delay. But it's fine. <laughs> I'm not being critical of Wolves. Uh, but um, no, it was it was pretty good. Didn't he have to like hit the top corner though? I mean, yeah, if, if we're doing that, at ha- if we're having to do it at half time and we're getting just random fans to do it, it may well <laughs> you know, take be a while. Injured on the start of the second half, really. So. Maybe it'd have to be tweaked to be. Um, what other questions have we got? Let's have a look. Uh, oh, yes, we've got one from Cy Ricards. Cy Ricards, Cy Ricards. He says, um, question for the potty. If the season had to be finished behind closed doors, should the TV companies offer free-to-air viewing for fans? Yes. Yes, yeah, I think... has to happen, doesn't it, surely? Things so. have got to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I put it on terrestrial. T- I put it on all TV as well. I yeah. mean, there was this talk of the a European Euro Championship style two week extravaganza to keep people at home, but with all the games being played with like a couple a day, um, right the way through to the end of the season. So obviously, people are getting their sport kick without having to leave their houses, so to speak. I'm not sure how easy that will be, um, or I, I actually don't think that'll probably take place. No. But something something like that. I do agree that with Sai that. I think gone now are the days. I understand people have got to get paid and people are paying big money, but give some of that money back um, or, or, or have a cheaper deal. But it's got to go to the fans, surely. Yeah, or even if it, if it's not all of them, like, you know, say, hypothetically, if Man City and Man United are playing each other, not, you know, I haven't read up exactly who's got to play who, but like, mm-hmm. you know, if, 
if that's still one of the games left and Sky are still saying, well, oh, no, that's that's ours. Yeah. But, you know, put, even if it's like, I don't know, Burnley Born West Ham. Burnley. Yeah, just but because because it, it's it's been gone for, you know, for such a while, I've, you know, you don't take it for granted as much now and just any football on the box would, would be nice. So, at, le- at least... What, though, no offence, if Villa Brighton were on, I think I'd still rather watch Bake Off. <laughs> right okay Um, last question Reggie how I I meant to finish on this one on purpose Reggie says uh, Nathan how difficult and fun was it to compile your top 5 players of the season likewise Joe with your top 30 Joe we're going to talk about your top 30 next week because we're running out of time because we've talked a lot today but uh, yes I did do my top 5 players of the season so far um, and it was fun. It did take a little bit longer than what uh, a four-minute video would suggest. It probably took over an hour to, to, to an hour and fifteen minutes. One to think of it, two to present it, three to put it on to edit it, and then uh, and then put some pictures alongside it. So it was a bit of a, a longer process than I envisaged. But no, it was a lot of fun, really. And um, I understand how difficult it must be, Joe, for you on a on a weekly basis with player ratings because. I must admit, I changed my mind three, four, or five times when it came to play of the season. For those of you who who didn't uh, didn't watch it, and uh, that would be plenty of you, uh, <laughs> my fifth placed play of the season so far was Jao Moutinho. My fourth placed was Roman Saiz. Third was Willy Bolly. Second was Adama Traore. And number one was Jean... No, it wasn't. It was uh, Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez was my number one. And at the start of the process, I had Jimenez at four. <laughs> then I had him at three. And then I'm thinking about it. Then I had him at two. And then I'm like, no, I think he's got to be number one. I think he yeah. has to be number one. Just because of the amount of goals he scored this season, when you look back at the stats and you look back at how good he has been... And I understand there's been some gaps in, in, in a way, doesn't doesn't score. But he's always in the game. And I think, as all great strikers um, are, you can't you can't just forget about him and think, oh, well, he's done for he's done for the done for the game. You're not going to see him again. Like that Spurs game where quality is going to is going to win you a match on you know by by, by a stunning strike. And I think that's that basically got him it at the end. That not just you know him scoring that amount of goals. But his assists as well, and just the general quality and what he brings as well as a, as a human being, as a player uh, to the community for what he's done for the city. He was my number one. I think if Traore hadn't lost his place in the last month or so, um, then I think that he probably would have been my number one because I don't think there's a there's a story quite like it of uh, of someone who's gone from from pretty much zero to hero. Uh, to be t- touted around Europe now, and, and figures being talked of 70, 80, 90 million pounds for a player that, that that people couldn't wait to get rid of, or some people at the end of the season that, did, that, that had taken the money back and that had said thanks very much, but no thanks. So those those are my two. Joe, what do you think of uh, my little my little list? And uh, I know you've compiled one of your own. I agree with the top two, so I think Jimenez has got to be top because. Every team needs a top striker, and Jimenez is world class. He's he's unbelievable. You know, twenty two in forty four is incredible. And you know, I think you alluded to it in the videos, but there's been games where he's been he's looked bang average, and then just came up with a moment of magic. Spurs, Southampton away, um, and you know, there's there's been there's been other games as well, but where you know, 
he's just turned on the style when it matters, and that and that's a sign of a of a, of a top striker. I think Traore is a very close second because of how devastating he's been. You know the the amount of bookings that against him and things like that. He's just been so unique. I don't think there's any other player out there like him. And then for me. I think Matt Doherty's fifth. Um, I think Doherty's. Been, I think Doherty had a shaky start to the season when he weren't. He was playing when he when he weren't fit really because he didn't really have much of a pre-season. But since say mid October November time, I think he's been sensational. I think he's been fantastic. And you know, think think of the amount of goals he scored um, against Spurs. He was he was class. Um, he just keeps popping up in those goal scoring positions and he's been com- he's becoming defensively better and better as well he, I mean he's he's 27-28 now and he's properly in the peak of his career I think um, he's approaching nearly 10 years at Wolves as well which is which is unprecedented really spending that long at one club in his day and age mm-hmm. um, Neves fourth for me Okay. Um, I just think he just pips Matinho in terms of outputs because Matinho is a magical player and he's a, he's pretty much a consistent 7 out of 10 um, I just think Neves especially since since the new year has really turned on the style mm-hmm. I mean you think of that goal against Espanyol ever since they've gone back to I mean I know they've Kind of flitted to be three five two just before again that the football was suspended. But ever since going back to three four three, he's just had a new lease on life and he's just looked ever so sharp. I mean, there was that game at Man United. Well, I think it was nil nil. Um, there was a lot of talk about Bruno Fernandez, but and he, he was he was good on his debut. But Ruben Neves was levels above, and um, he's had a few performances like that. And then I'd probably say Romain says at three. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that transition he's made from midfield to defence has been nothing short of amazing. Um, he's so at arm at the left on that left of the back three, um, and the fact that he's done it after it was trialled really last season when you know Bennett wasn't really fancied and you know they tried Sace on the right of the back three. He played there at Cardiff and. It just didn't work, and yeah. for whatever reason, I think he played there against Southampton as well, and that was another kind of all over the shot performance from him. And you thought, well, that that's that experiment, you know, dead and buried. Mm-hmm. Um, but just tried him on the other side this season, and it's like he's been playing there all his life. Yeah, um, he just he does the basics so well, but he reads the game like very few really and you know he's even forced mm-hmm. through how good he's been Willy Bolly to go over to the other side so um, yeah I think he's been fantastic and um, but yeah, I, yeah I, I think you you had Bolly and Martino didn't you and I, I think they've both been really good as well but Bolly just because of his injury I know that's not necessarily his fault but Sace has been the one yeah. really there all season so he just gets it from here yeah, true. I mean, I didn't. I, I agree. I mean, you know, obviously, Bolly not played and flooded enough. I think the the way I put Bolly three was because um, 
the clean sheets. Was, you well, know, the no, dif- just, the yeah, just not the clean yeah. sheets really as such, but the fact that I didn't downgrade him too much because of the injury, um, because like you say, it wasn't his fault, and just because I think he's essential to, to Wolves and the way that they play and the, and the solidity of them at the back. Um, and I do feel that if he hadn't got injured, I think we would be talking about Willie Bolly being player of the season. So I've kind of downgraded him from one to, to three because I think that if he had had a full season of his belt, I think he would be up there. Um, I think we'll be talking with... And we were, I think I put some polls out, I think, earlier on in the season, um, early days in it, and, and Bolly was top of them or, or at least second in them. So that's I think that's why I didn't... I, I put him in as number three. Um I say say four, you know, three for you, so that's fine. Yeah, Moutinho, I, I just think sometimes, you know, I was looking back at the consistency of Moutinho and it's amazing really being at 33 years old and the amount of games he, he carries on playing. And even with the the, the, um, the period we had where it was a game, game every, it was two games every six days, wasn't it really? It was crazy. And he wouldn't rest Moutinho, he kept on playing, which just shows how essential I think he is to the makeup. And And again... Um, you know, some really good assists this year as well. Important, and I think just just the overall. But you know, there's so many plays you could you could you could fit in, fit out. I think Patricio might find himself a little bit unlucky that he wasn't in that top five. I think he's had a better season. To be honest, yeah. the person that I was thinking about, either Moutinho or another, was Johnny. I thought Johnny was going to be my fifth, and uh, he just missed out. So because uh, I think I think he's had a really good season. So you know, from, from there's so many, and it's great, you know. When when players are playing well, it's nice that we're we're trying to find different players because when you're struggling at the bottom end of the table, it's hard to find one or two, and yet you could have a plethora of seven or eight or nine in that top five, and I think you, you wouldn't have an argument with it really. Yeah, there's so many candidates. There really is. Um, it's it's just been a stunning season, and everybody, you know, big or small, has played their part, and she um, it just this break just reminds you. If they're lucky we've been to be watching this team do their thing and fingers crossed we'll get to see them doing it again in you know sooner rather than later and how can we do that Joe stay safe St- uh, oh, I should know it by now um, stay home um, stay safe, protect stay the home. NHS and, and save lives there you go there you go, mate. There you go. We got we got there in the end. Right, what are you have to do this weekend? I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to get some sushi this weekend because there's some sushi still open around us. So I'm going to get some sushi takeout um, as a treat for us on Saturday night. And I'm going to go and watch two nights of WrestleMania. Oh yeah, yeah. The two. It's too big for one night. Too, too big for one night. I don't know how they're quite getting 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 away with. Um, Wrestling when they're supposed to be social distancing. Don't quite know how that's going to be. Two meter, two meter distance. Um, Backflip. Yeah. Yeah. Suplex. <laughs> yeah. Fall. Oh dear. Uh, been a pleasure, mate. Enjoyed it. Um, we've we've come to our, our one hour conclusion. And um, hope you've enjoyed it, Pete. I, I know, like I say, that sometimes the content was struggling a little bit, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. Hopefully, keeping it walls related. And if you've got anything to add, any comments, um, good or bad, then let us know because we want to hear from you. We're going to be here for a while, you know. Us lot, us lot, you listeners, we do love you. We're going to be we're going to be cooped up for a little while longer, a few more weeks, and we're going to bring you a bring you a podcast every single week because that's what we do here. Um, so yeah, let us know. Even if it's just a wave, even if it's just a gif. Or whatever, just just say hi because we, we miss everyone. It's a bit lonely in it sometimes, Joe. Just a bit. Just a bit. Just give us a little bit of a, a, little, a little bit of a, a pick me up during the day. 
and uh, we'll see you all. Well, we won't see you all well, unless you all want to come, you know, live live chat. But um, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with a with a little bit more Wolves Potty from me, from Mr. Jedward and his man cave. Have a great weekend. Hopefully it's sunshine. Get out there. Get out in the garden. Have a bottle of rosé. Take care. Bye bye.